If you could bring back an actor or actress for one film, who would you choose and why? What if you combine that thought into a fantasy draft scenario? Today on the Going Off Topic podcast, the actor draft. Welcome to the Going Off Topic podcast, part of the Anything But Credible network. I'm your host, Kyle Fauche. And joining me on the line, our first ever call-in, a very special guest making his podcast debut, James Snyder from Kansas City. How's it going, man? What's going on? Going good, Fauche. What's up? Good to be back in the studio. How does it feel to be making your podcast debut, finally getting on? We've, we've talked about this for quite a while. It's good to have you on the line. What's, uh, how does it feel? It feels really good. You know, it's kind of like those, those first game jitters. You know, you're kind of got those butterflies but i'm ready to see what i got <laughs> all right that's what you like to hear what in, in the future we will definitely get you on the studio but today we have you on the line and we are going to do uh this is the second episode of the blog and podcast series the actor draft the last previous episode we had ellen on uh this is based on a picture that i kind of created along with thomas features 15 great actors and actresses that have passed and we had sort of a draft between uh, ourselves and three other individuals to create our, our team. The overarching question behind this uh, exercise was, who would you bring back for one film? You know, we, we combined our draft. We each got three actors or actresses. We combined them into one team. And then we went and made a, a, a movie with those, uh, with those three people. But uh, do you have, before we jump into the questions that I have lined out for you, do you have anything to say, uh, any any opening words that you'd like to put out there before we jump into your squad and, and the pictures in general? Well, I'm, I, you know, I just want to say first off, you know, I think all the other drafters did the best they could, but uh, I, I really feel like I got the best squad out of the available uh, picks. I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. All right. So with that, we will jump into it. Uh, when you saw... The, the, the pictures and names, you know, you have Robin Williams, Bruce Lee, John Belushi, Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, James Dean, Michael Clark Duncan, Bernie Mac, Brittany Murphy, Heath Ledger, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Alan Rickman, Paul Walker, Patrick Swayze, and, and Chris Farley. Uh, what was, you know, kind of your first thought on that, on that overarching list, the overarching picture when you saw that? Well, I mean, first of all, there was a lot of, you, you kind of feel bad at first, right? Cause it's a lot of those, those actors are just beloved. And then I started thinking about the rules that you had outlined for us. Mm. And, uh, I was kind of getting my list together. Of, okay. Who's my number one pick depending on slot. And, uh, it was just kind of, I started, you know, attacking it like any GM would. So, uh, I felt really good about it. Sure. So, uh, I would consider you a fantasy veteran at this point. You know, we've played fantasy football, we've done basketball. Um, so you had so as you versus Ellen. Ellen, this was her first fantasy draft. You you kind of had um, an idea of what was going to happen. You had the fourth pick. Did you have any kind of strategy going into the draft? You know, did you did you make tiers of people, or, or did you just kind of wait and see what kind of came your way and uh, go that route? Well, I, I, you know, I think like any seasoned vet, you look at it and you kind of have your, you know, list of, hey, if they're available, this is my number one. You know, if he's gone, this is my, you know, that type of thing. So I definitely had that approach. I had a tiering. Sure. I had my, I had my tier A 
and then I had my tier AA actors and then my tier triple A actors. Yeah, that's the thing with this list. Um, I mean, you definitely cannot go wrong. I mean, there's 15, 15 total, but there's not many people that, that aren't uh, equal. There's a couple standouts, but most people are on the same, uh, same tier there. Uh, so looking at your power rankings, you went, this was your power rankings, one through 15. You had Robin Williams, number one, Audrey Hepburn, number two, Heath Ledger, number three, Dustin Hoffman, number four, Chris Farley, number five, Alan Rickman, number six, John Belushi, seven, Marilyn Monroe at eight, Brittany Murphy at nine, Patrick Swayze, 10, James Dean at 11, Michael Clark Duncan at 12, Paul Walker at 13, Bruce Lee at 14, and rounding out the 15 was Bernie Mac. Uh, so and I think I have to go back and look at the list, but I do believe that everyone had Robin Williams ranked number one. But after that, I mean, it, it definitely varies uh, based on, you know, who you, who you liked, who you were big on. But you had Audrey Hepburn number two, which, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and Ellen drafted her a little bit later in the, in the draft. What was your kind of power rankings? Audrey number two, was it more, when Ellen and I talked, it was more of like a, an icon status. You know, her and James Dean kind of were icons as opposed to their movie careers. What was yep. your ranking for it? Was that the same for, for Audrey number two? Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. I mean, I don't know if overall, like her actual acting talent warrants the number two spot, but just who she was, right? Same. Her brand was huge. Yeah. And, and that that was kind of my main reason for throwing her up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said, whenever uh, I mean, the first thing when I think of Audrey Hepburn is I always think of that poster that ninety percent of college girls in their dorm room have that one picture of Audrey Hepburn, you know, with the the cigarette and the the, the backdrop. So definitely an icon. Yep. Yep. Um, exactly. So you had let's see, you had you had the fourth pick. You ended up with you took Heath Ledger in the first round. And I gotta say, there were definitely there was one person I know in particular who was very upset by that pick. She was definitely Ellen was definitely hoping that he would come back around. But uh, so that's she took Robin Williams, but that was an easy pick. There's no way Heath is, is, is over Robin. But how easy was that um, that of a pick to take Heath fourth overall in this draft? And why did you end up landing on him? So, so Heath Ledger, to me, he's just one of those extremely unique actors in that whatever type of movie you want to make, he can fit. He just, his delivery, his, I mean, first of all, the dude was gorgeous, right? Like nobody's going to argue against that. Sure. And, uh, and, and just his overall style of acting, you know, movies like A Knight's Tale, was one of the first ones I remember seeing him in. And it was just, you know, that was a great family movie. And then, you know, you transition all the way down to a movie like Dark Knight, mm-hmm. you know, which ultimately, you know, led to his end. But just what he did to portray the Joker was incredible um, and just riveting. Like, in some cases, you were rooting for him in those movies because he was just so good at sucking you in and making you believe it. And, uh, that for me, it was just kind of easy. I, I knew I wanted him. So yeah, absolutely. And that's what uh, I think a lot of people would definitely just for the Joker alone would put Heath up there with the rest of these these actors because it was such a legendary performance. A lot of people would say that it is the best portray portrayal of a villain in a movie. Um, and I know that Ellen and I talked about this in the previous episode, but 
Heath is one of those guys. I mean, that that might be the only movie I've ever seen him in. I think I've seen a Night Sale, but it's been a long time, and it was really long. I was I was a kid probably, but it's definitely somebody that I need to kind of jump back into and get more into his career, um, and definitely parse through and just because I've never seen Ten Things I Hate About You. I know that's what. Uh, Shut up! I know. Really? What, yeah, Ellen. Uh, she, I, we, I, we talk about that, and she's always like, "We need to watch it. We need to watch it." And for some reason, we just. I always forget about that one when I, I feel like. Have you seen the Patriot? The, uh, I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know. I don't think I have. Jeez. So that's what I think. I think, like I said, I think maybe the only movie that I can remember with he's is obviously the Joker, but I've, I think I've definitely seen a Knight's Tale, but it's been a long time. So that's somebody that I need to. Uh, kind of dive back into and I you know talking about Heath it's it's brought up a good point I think looking at this list um Heath and probably Philip Seymour Hoffman maybe are two of the most diverse actors on this list they've done kind of the, the most diverse roles but they're also maybe two of the least talked about and two of the most like not forgettable but people that you just don't think of when you think of some of the greatest actors of all time <laughs> They're they're definitely those kind of guys that they more have that cult following. Yeah, you know, like the people who like them really like them. There isn't anybody that hates them, right? They're no. just people that are like, oh, like you. That yeah, I, I know I like them. I just don't know what they're in. Absolutely, so. yeah. That's what you see them, and you're like, oh man, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman or oh Heath Ledger. Those guys are. You watch a movie with them, you're like, man, that movie is so good. Those guys are some of the best of all time. But then, if you're not constantly watching their films, you're kind of like, oh man, you know, I. I I haven't seen a movie with them in a long time. You just don't bring them up in that, that greatest conversation uh, of all time actor. Conversation. Exactly. I so, hear you. So you ended up with Heath, uh, Chris Farley and Marilyn Monroe of, of very solid trio. I must say um, when you, when we finished the draft and you, you finished with those three, how happy were you with those choices? So I, I was ecstatic. I was shocked that because uh, Marilyn, if I remember right, I, she was my last pick, yep. but I think it was, it was just between her and, and one other person. Her and Bernie Mac. I, yeah. And it two. was just I, like, I was absolutely shocked at, that, that she was still there. Cause I thought, man, the opportunities, right. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody knows the sex appeal, but she just, it's like lightning in a bottle with her, right. You can't take your eyes off the screen. So I thought I'm definitely like, you know, it was like the LVP least valuable player thing at the end of the draft. I was like, man, that's <laughs> shocking. And I was, you know, and then obviously Chris Farley, uh, you know, for him to be around in the second round, um, you know, and this was a stacked draft, but he's another guy that you can immediately throw him in there and, you know, you're going to get laughs, but he can also meld into a scene really well. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was very to pair them with Heath. I was I was really excited about it. Yeah, so. definitely. Um and another, another, you know, Marilyn Monroe, like Audrey Hepburn, you know, maybe doesn't have the longest acting list, but just the icon status alone. If you were putting out a movie with her in it, people are going to go see it just because she has that icon status and she has such a following. Um, and, you know, I love, I love a lot of the Marilyn Monroe movies. Um, Some Like It Hot is definitely one of my, my all time favorites. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend checking that one out. And, you know, Chris Farley, one of the greatest, uh, comedians of all time. I mean, every single movie that he did, all his SNL sketches. And, you know, I feel like you kind of hit on this as well. He, he does the comedy, but he can just fit into any kind of role that you want him to do. Exactly, man. That's what, you know, it's kind of like when I look at my team, you know, Heath is, 
you know, he's my Pat Mahomes. Like he comes in, you're kind of like, man, I'm not sure about this guy. And then all of a sudden he's just gunslinging. Right. Sure. And then Chris Farley is my real solid Travis Kelsey type. He's going to catch anything you throw at him. And then, you know, Marilyn, she's like, this is going off because I just named two Chiefs players. But man, she she's just kind of like that, that Julio Jones, Randy Moss. You just put him out there and you got that that diva status and people are going to show up just to see her. Yeah, I like I love. Yeah, all those all three of those comparisons are definitely. Spot on. <laughs> um, and I think this question goes without an- without asking, but with your squad, do you th- did you think you ended up with the best team out of the out of this whole draft? Oh, absolutely. I definitely moneyballed this <laughs> this situation. I looked at it and I thought, man, you know, with salary cap issues, right? Because we got to pay these guys. It's true. You know, um, just the slotting, you know, style. I was, yeah, I definitely got the best team. So, yeah, absolutely. And I you know we kind of touched on this before, but is there anything um, that either with your squad or anybody else on this list that, that stood out to you? Um, you know, what impact they had on you or what impact they had on the industry, you know, like I said, whether your squad or anybody else that, that stands out on the list, what kind of impact, maybe just on you, you know, that, I think all of these people had an impact on the industry, uh, obviously in their own way, but was there anybody right. else that jumped out to you that, that when you were a kid or when you're now, where you look back at their movies and they just had a, some sort of impact on your film watching or the way that, you know, that you, you go through watching movies or anything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think kind of like I I would imagine everybody would say this, you know, he was ranked number one, but Robin Williams, just, you know, him, you know, everybody knows his comedy stuff, but, you know, his role in Goodwill Hunting is one of one of his characters. Sean is one of the best characters like written into a movie. I mean, he and how he handled it was incredible. Absolutely. And and then there's a, a, a movie of his that kind of at least in my opinion flies under the radar called uh what dreams may come and his role in that is just fantastic it's a like a really gripping family drama type movie but you know it's robin williams so you're gonna laugh but it like just his versatility was incredible and uh but those two movies were huge and then another guy we talked about briefly that i was on the fence about taking philip seymour hoffman just incredible captivating like you know even even in smaller roles like you know i'm you know mentioned Moneyball. you know he played yeah. the manager Absolutely. and and just you know when he's on set you're just you watch him like you're not kind of dismissing his character or anything you watch it and he was just a guy that any movie he was in i just i loved and uh those two were probably the big ones yeah so. and i think that uh, just to piggyback off Philip Seymour Hoffman, I don't, you know, he's, he's got so many credits. Um, and when he passed away, like Robin Williams, like most of these people, it was just such a big shock. And it was like, man, I can't believe um, that, 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 that happened. But he also, I don't remember many roles where he was like the number one guy. He always was kind of like the number two, the number three, maybe, but he stood out like, like the number one person in every movie that, that he was in for sure. Hundred percent agree. Yes, yeah, he was he was really incredible. So the next thing we're going to jump down to uh, that you'll find on the blog is your movie pitch. Uh, now, I, I didn't ask for this in the blog, but we're going to go ahead and edit it in. Do you have a, t- a title for your movie pitch before we we break down what your movie is? Um, 
Yeah, give me one sec. I had it written down. Of course, I, you know, you know, as prepared as I am for all these <laughs> things. I can, I can run, no, because we just have your movie pitch. I can run down through that real quick. Uh, do you want me to read it or you, you want to read it yourself, the pitch? No, no, you, you go for it and I'll, I'll jump in with you. Okay. So the movie pitch uh, here is Marilyn Monroe is a down on her luck singer trying to make it in the big city. She has no place to stay and can't seem to get her foot in the door anywhere. This all changes when she meets two brothers played by Chris Farley and Heath Ledger. Chris Farley is a young CEO of a small record label and Heath Ledger is a talent, talent scout. When Heath spots Marilyn singing to a bunch of homeless people in an alleyway, he knows she has something special, but can he convince his CEO brother to sign her to a deal? With cameo appearances from Adam Sandler, David Spade, and Morgan Freeman, strap in for this nonstop comedic thrill ride. That's right. That's right. That is a Um, very solid movie. I think maybe my favorite part when I was reading it is the, you know, it's all, I really enjoy it all. But when we were talking with Ellen, this was maybe my favorite part of this whole exercise was getting everybody's movie pitch because every single person n- hit it out of the park. I can't wait for the blogs <laughs> to come out because they were so good, so creative. But I love the part. I, I could just imagine it when I was reading it that Chris Farley and Heath Ledger are two brothers. For some reason, <laughs> that just stuck out to me and I could definitely you know picture that. Um, and Ellen and I were talking about we're like, man, in some alternate universe or wherever we are, I, I, I would just love to see all these movies come out sometime. Uh, yeah. But... Do you have any other uh, anything else that you'd like to add on to the movie pitch that I did not touch on? So the name of this movie okay. would be would be Say What Again, <laughs> All right. and uh, and uh, that's because I like to believe you know Chris Farley in this movie he's kind of a hard ass you know taking a little bit of a turn from you know his Tommy Boy Black Sheep days okay you know he's but you know he's a hard ass in that lovable hilarious way he doesn't know how to run a record label but he's read like a lot of really bad like how-to books Mm. and and Heath Ledger's just kind of the you know dumb doe-eyed brother who of course you know sees a gorgeous woman who's singing to a bunch of homeless kids and I think what I didn't have in here but what's important to note is the homeless kids did not want to hear her sing um you know she just kind of found them and almost attacked them with her voice and Heath Ledger thought that's the kind of talent we need okay. for our small record label I like that. Uh, but yeah and then you know and then of course from there it just turns into a a certain you know comedic type thrill ride like I wrote and uh and Chris Farley stealing of course from uh oh my gosh Samuel Jackson's movie in mm. Pulp Fiction you know, he sees that movie and kind of inceptions it into his own brain. And that's why he keeps saying, say what again, uh, every time Heath Ledger attempts to sign her to a record deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. So that's, what, yeah, I mean, it would just be, like I said, I, I can't wait for all this to come out because the, the movie pitches, I think people are really going to enjoy. And, you know, you kind of, when you read the pitch, you kind of picture scenes in the movie or you kind of picture the movie poster and it's it's just a lot of fun i mean i wish that we could get these these movies somehow um and i wish we were we were all creative enough or uh talented enough to actually make movie posters for these cuz that would just add another <laughs> level but um so yeah that's that's the movie pitch the title say what again i think it would be a box office smash even in even today when comedy movies are are a little rough they're not they're not doing as well as they they usually do i think it would still hit it out of the park 
I, well, I appreciate that. You know, it, it was a lot of fun. And, and these types of exercises are, are a good time. Like, you know, most of the time, like you laid out earlier, you know, we're, we're doing fantasy sports or something like that. And, uh, kind of get a little more imagination into it. This was a lot of fun to throw together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everybody, you know, everybody nailed it, hit it out of the park. Um, we will have more. We it have- was mine. But you say everyone nailed it, but like was mine. <laughs> best. Well, you know, I'm in this as well. I, I, I can't, I have to be, uh, since it's my blog and my, my podcast, I kind of have to be a middleman. I, I, I'm telling everybody that they did very well, well but you did, did, you did very like, well. How did like how did like Campbell's feel about it? <laughs> he was my real target audience with this. Yeah, he, of course Dugan is, is the producer. He's sitting there adjusting levels, and he just gave me the thumbs up, uh, and he's he's <laughs> over there laughing. He, he's he's very interested to see where the rest of these go. But with that, do you have any other ending thoughts that you would like to end with uh, before we get out of here? Uh, you know, I just think uh, like I like I said, this was a lot of fun, um, and I'm really excited to take part in it. Um, I don't know what I get for winning, but I imagine it's a large <laughs> monetary sum. Because um, I, you know, I like to right now what I'm doing with my approach to these things is uh, I'm kind of taking the Michael Porter Jr. approach, where like I'm going to have you sign me to a big deal, but I'm never going to get on the court. <laughs> and uh, uh, I just want to be a think tank guy. So, uh, so I mean, I don't know if that answers your question in any way. <laughs> but that's what I'm going with. All right. Well, you heard it there. Uh, we're going to get out of here, but thank you for coming on. We're definitely going to do more of these. We're definitely one of these days when you're in town, we're going to get you in the studio and record something, but uh, making his first podcast appearance, James Schneider. And with that, what do you think of James's squad? Let us know on social media or shoot us some email going off topic pod at gmail.com. That's going off topic pod at gmail.com. Make sure to read his blog on anything but you can also find all of the other blogs and all of the Going Off Topic podcasts, as well as Anything But Credible podcasts on the website as well. Whether you're Wherever you're listening right now, make sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review. Shout out to Visor Beats for the intro and outro groove. And as always, keep it off topic. Hey, everybody. Kyle Fauché here. You just heard one part of the Actor Draft podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for the rest of the series. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, make sure to do that now. If you're already subscribed, stay tuned for the next episode of the Actor Draft.